in the show, we honestly don't know what we're racing. Like we bring our car and we're sitting there and then they unwrap it and you're like, are you kidding me? You're seeing what we see. Some of those times I just want to throat punch people. Welcome to the very first episode of the Car Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Michael T. Johnson, and I'm very excited that you decided to give us a listen today. If you are a fan of Roadkill, Finnegan's Garage, or Faster with Finnegan, then you're going to enjoy this episode today. So we have Mike Cotton, who is co-host on Faster with Finnegan. He also has his own shop called Midwest Images, and he has had builds and cars featured in magazines for about the last 15 years or so. I had a chance to chat with him after the first season of Faster with Finnegan aired, and they've actually just released the second season. So you can go and check that out right now on Motor Trend On Demand or the Motor Trend app. Again, thanks for listening, and let's get to Mike. Mike, thank you for being on today. How you doing? I'm doing Hello, well. everybody. The last time I saw you, we were we met on the zip tie drag cruise. Yeah. And you built that crazy Miata, right? Yep. So I, the whole time I saw it, I was like, that thing's crazy. Like when I saw you at Irwindale, then um, when we met up with you at the gas station, I was like, bet. Then I didn't see you no more. And then all of a sudden I seen your video because I watched you on YouTube and was like, oh, you blew up. And I was like, oh. You can't blame me. You can blame Newburn, but you can't blame me for that curse. Yeah, that no, I mean that was that was a hundred percent the builder's fault why that thing blew up. So we bought that thing for like two hundred bucks, uh, probably a year and a half ago, and we pulled a couple all nighters putting that turbo kit on it before we went out to Irwindale, and I That's lost crazy. I lost my air fuel ratio gauge. I couldn't find it, and I was going to put it on there before we left. So we were just flying completely blind. Dude, it was cold that night. Like we were out there riding in the middle of that desert. And I thought, I was like, man, they gotta be freezing in that thing. But did you even get to the show at all that, that weekend or? We did. So um, luckily I have a friend from college that lives in Phoenix. So he came and got us. We went, oh. we went all the way, got our truck. Cause we had a tow vehicle at the, at the drag strip. At the and drag then strip. by the time so we got did you it, break down at then. It was, so you guys pushed us off. Uh, cause right. it wouldn't start. And it was like, as soon as we got back on the interstate. Really? Yeah, man. I'm sorry. Oh, that's we right. shouldn't have left you. I didn't know. Like we just got on there and we were, cause they were texting us like, get here. And we're like, we're having fun. Leave us alone. But it was cold. Yeah. And I can't believe you guys, you guys are diehard gearheads. I'm going to say that right now. So my hat's off to you guys for sure. Well, it made for a fun story for sure. So, uh, and a good memory, which is sometimes more oh. fun than if things went perfect. That's what, that's what a lot of the stuff I wish people would do more of, right? You can't, people nowadays build for glory. I, I build for fun, right? You do everything you want to do just to have fun. And that's a memory you'll never, ever lose. I, I, I mean, I could never think of that thing. I, I couldn't even believe, like I said, the Miata was a trip. I, at first, when I stared at it, I, you know, it's a vet cart, right? In your mind. Yeah. And I looked and I was like, that's, what? that's not a vet. Like, what is it? And I was like, is that a Miata? And Dave and I were talking about it the whole time. I was like, that's pretty, I didn't, I didn't think about doing auto for Miata. You can buy them cheap enough as is. Yeah. Plus it probably handled like a rail going around corners and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a fun car, but I would not want just a regular Miata. I don't think I would fit in it. You know? No, no. I, I I'm a midget and I still don't like, them. like, you know, to sit in them and stuff. You can get them pretty cheap and they're actually a good base. But what you did was totally different. I did get thing. You live close to me, don't you? Yeah. So I'm in, I'm uh, just the other side of St. Louis in a, like a suburb Webster Groves. So I grew up in Southern right. Illinois. I go, though. To, 
Did you? Yep. That's where I'm at. I'm in New Baden, which is like a southern, well, it, Illinois is not Chicago, right? Everybody, you say Illinois, everybody thinks you're from Chicago, but right. we're not. Like, So I'm in, I'm in New Baden, which is like 27 miles. So what part, you, you grew up in southern Illinois? Yeah, so I grew up at, like in Greenville. Oh, yeah, you're east of me. Yeah. yeah. You know exactly where I'm at then. Yep. Don't so, you? Yeah, I do. You so should I, already bathe that. I was going to try to find this picture. Um, I've got a picture on my phone somewhere, and I know it's in your area where I always saw it growing up. There's like a barn that had a like a Plymouth Superbird or some one of those winged NASCAR. That was that's yeah, that's uh, probably about 10 miles as you were coming down 50. It was the craziest thing because a guy never, ever I think it was was it Bartelzo or something? Yeah. And it had like an overhang and there was a Superbird in there and you're like and he would never sell it. And I think it's still sitting there. Okay. That's the craziest part. That's what I was wondering. Cause I think about yeah. a year or two ago, I went driving around there to see if I could find it again. And I couldn't find it. He, from what I remember, cause remember it was open, like it was an open area and then they put, you know, walls up so nobody could see it, but I'm pretty sure it's still there because in this whole area, people don't realize the Midwest is huge when it comes to cars. Yeah. Like St. Louis is real huge when it comes to cars, you know? And now like over here in the Southern, yeah, it's all huge all around here. I, I think that's interesting because like being here in the Midwest, we know that cars are big here. There's a lot of small towns. A lot of people just into kind of like this, I don't know, like the small town hot rodding scene. But when you see all the media that has to do with cars and hot rods, it usually comes out of LA or the West coast or. Well, it has to, you, you understand? Like, first of all, LA, you're dealing with California, right? And California is nice 24 hours a day. Yeah. Okay. So all the magazines, the filming and everything is out of there. So that's why you see a lot of them pushed. Now the Midwest wise, we would get what we have a summer, right? And that's your car season. Like they have a car season that's 24 hours a day, yeah. every day. We don't. And so you look at like, we have what, four months, five months out of the year that we can produce. So we're lucky, but now that ink's dead, it kind of drives me nuts. But back then they would all come and see us. Like we go to DeCoin. Did you guys ever go to DeCoin at all? Street I've, never, National I've all? never been to DeCoin. Oh man, it was a blast. That's, that's what kind of got me into building cars. Like yeah. the first time I went there, I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is what I wanted to do. But you would go to that show and it'd be three or 4,000 cars, but all the editors from Hot Rod, Car Crack would be there. And all you wanted to do, all you ever wanted to do was just get a little bit, just a little picture of it, right? Yeah. Just in a magazine because it didn't matter that you had a big blow. It was just, you just wanted a little bit. Yeah. And then over the years, I just started building more and more and more and became friends with a lot of the editors. Um, and now I'm here. Like I, I, I look back at me building cars because I'm old. I'm 49 years old. And I've been building cars since I was 17, right? So when I look back at those times, I wish they were still relevant because when I was 17 years old, it was more of, let's go hang out in the garage, right? Like what, what people do now playing video games is what we did in the garage, right? Yeah. We sat there and we hung out and we, we worked on cars all the time. And then you went cruising and it wasn't a cruise. You know, that's what I'm finding now is there's a, a page that I'm on that, you know, they talk about cruising, right? And everybody's setting up cruises and, that's not a cruise. Cruising to me was let's get in the car and go ride, right? You just drive town to town and, and, you, and you pick up more people and everybody would just get out and ride. And now it's let's go to this place of establishment and park there. And that's a cruise. And, and people have brainwashed themselves to remember that's what no, cruising is driving to your wheels fall off that thing. Like you guys did your Miata, right? Like yeah. you guys cruised it. 
that's huge. You didn't trailer it. It's huge. You drove it. So I, I, I miss that era. I miss that era. That's, that's one of the reasons why, like with fast forward Finnegan and, and Finnegan's garage, Finn and Finn and Dave are my best friends, plain and simple. And Dave, okay. Finn and I go back 17 years. Right. And when I built my C10, he was the first, he was an editor of sport truck magazine at that time. And he shot it. So we became friends through the truck, but we also became legitimate friends. Right. Then over the years, when he was with Hot Rod, when he started Roadkill, all that, we were still friends. We talked all the time. All right. I wanted to break in just for a second. Now, this is the part of the podcast where you normally hear from a sponsor, but we don't have any. So this podcast is a labor of love by myself, a few friends and family. Now, if you would like to support the show, there's a couple things you can do. Number one, Go to the Apple Podcast app and rate us five stars, and then we would love it if you would leave us a positive review. And if you don't like the show, go ahead and leave us a negative review. After you do those two things, you can subscribe to the show. All those things I just asked you to do, just tell Apple that people are liking the show and help us to rise through the charts in the Apple Podcast app. The next thing you can do to support the show is go to blackflagged.com. That's B-L-V-C-K-F-L-A-G-D.com. I know, I'm sorry, it's spelled really strange, but Black Flagged is the place where we keep media like YouTube videos and articles about hot riding and cars in general. And if you want to support the show, you can go there and you can purchase a hat just like this one right here. Or even for a couple bucks, you can buy some stickers. We've got t-shirts and things like that. And I would love it if you go there show your support for the show by just picking up something small, reading some articles, those sorts of things. So thank you for listening. Let's get back to the interview. But I never looked at Finn as Mike Finnegan, the star. Right. He's, he's my friend, right? Like you can't, if people realize we're just normal people, that's all I want. I was like, I, I love having conversations. So Mike and I, you know, we stayed great friends, contact the whole time. And then um, what, two and a half years ago at Drag Week, he blew up. Remember that when he came to Gateway, yep. he, he took Blasphemy, which is a 55 Chevy that he has. And um, they decided to do drag week with it. So they got to like the second stop, which was over in Gateway. And he actually called me that day and was like, hey, why don't you come and visit? And I'm like, no, because I had my own shop and I was busy. I said I couldn't go. But he called. He's like, come on. So I ended up going there and um, him and some other guys were there. And that when the motor blew up. Right. So. We're looking at each other, and I've been on him because people don't realize that that car used to be a, a vinyl wrap car. And um, I was like, dude, let's get this ghetto wrap off, dude. Like, for real, I'll paint it. You know, he's my friend. Like, I want to help my friend, right? So he, he said, take the motor out. I'm taking the motor. I'm going to replace it. Just fix the car. So when I did the car, because I painted it, I did all the body work and paint, and I had a couple other guys help me. Um, it, I didn't. I didn't think it would do what it was doing now. Right. I didn't, I didn't go about it saying this is going to benefit my shop. This is going to benefit where I'm at. I did it cause he's my friend. That's right. all. And we did it. And then he didn't see the car until we went to PRI. And then, you know, then, then you know how the car is at that point. Yeah. And I started going to um, Atlanta. He lives down by Atlanta and you know, we would hang out and work on the car that would allow us basically to just have fun. But then we started, filming right and i i don't care like I, people don't understand that i i'm this 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 isn't changed the same as when you met right this is the change so i don't get on there and you have people that want to 
be famous. I don't care. Right. Like I I'm appreciative. Like I, I, to me to watch people like what we're doing is amazing. I'm in awe because I'm like, I'm having fun. And if you're living through me, I'm happy that you're doing that, you know, but I, I, I started going over down there cause it's a seven and a half hour drive. Right. And I would hang out with him and then Newburn was coming around. So Dave would come and help. And he's just off all three of us together make life easy when it comes to cars. Like, seriously, it's like, if one doesn't know it, the other one knows it. If this one, you know, and we just gel and work together. And it took me back all the years that I've been building cars. Like I've had my own shop open since 1998, right? That's a long time. Yeah. But I never had what I have now again. Like it was when I was a kid, like I told you, was working on cars, working on cars. You have people that come in your life and they come in and they help you and then they leave, right? Or, or your, your paths go different ways. But this path is like, this reminds me of why I do cars. This is the reason why I build cars. It's because I have my two guest, best friends sitting there working. But it's, it's been a fun road, you know, and I, I, I would never change it. I would never change it. And the TV aspect, I, it's still hard for me, right? Like, I, I don't, it's hard to understand, like I said before, that people like, like you or, or they're doing it. But then you realize, they're just like us. They're seeing us working in a garage and you got your friends and you sit there and work on a garage, right? We just are lucky and fortunate to do what we're doing. That's about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that sounds cool. Like you've, you've been able to do cars as a career, make a living off that for years. And kind of the bonus is just that you get to do the show and that's kind of cool. Well, you, I, I have a lot of people that'll ask me about, cause you know, when you're open 20 something years and that's all I do is custom work. Um, you got to, you, you've always heard you have to do what you love, right? But loving it, you have to get that you're not going to be rich. You don't do anything. If you want to be rich, then you know what you got to do to be rich. If you want to be happy, then you got to do what it takes to be happy. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. Like, I don't, I, I just try to enjoy my life every day. I try to go in and make a difference. And, and I got it. If I got to cut here or do that, then I'm going to, but I would never change. I would never change what's happened to me since day one of building cars ever. Well, cool. Now so you got me all sentimental. About it. <laughs> so you've got, uh, you've got your shop, Midwest images. What kind of stuff are you yeah. working on right now? What do you, what have you been doing during um, this lockdown? Phase? Well, since the quarantine, besides this lovely beard, um, I've been kind of working. Filming takes a lot of time, right? So you're basically gone you know, weeks in a month. And then when I come home, I got to just bust butt working. So the quarantine has actually helped me catch up a lot. I have like five vehicles in there that I'm working on. Plus I'm trying to get my truck back on the road. Cause I got an 80 C10 that that's the C10 that Finnegan and I became cool on. Yeah. And like I said, that was 16 years ago. And when I did that truck, that was with an LS and 22s and 24s, which nobody's ever done. So it was kind of like something that nobody did. Right. And, um, over the years, I've driven it and it's parked and I'm like, you know, I just need to get the thing out. So I'm trying to get it back on the road. Um, I want to go through my transmission. I want to do a bunch of little small stuff to get it prepped because Dave and I want to take it on power tour. So I want to drive this 800 horse blown C10 on all the power tour. So that's our goal on that. Uh, I have my 6740 line that I'm building that will be neat. That's that's like my 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 joy that I want to finish yeah. because I want it to be, I want it to run tens. Right. But I, 
after I'm done running tens, I want to go make it a camper van. So I want a 10 second camper van. What's it? Uh, that'd be cool. What's what's in that thing? Is it V8 or is it like inline six or what? Well, I'm gonna. It's gonna have, and some people are gonna cringe, but um, I'm putting an LSX in it. I'm putting an LS motor in it, and we're gonna put a Magnuson 2650. So this thing should be about 800 horse to the real wheel, which I'm digging. But it's a 90 inch wheelbase. Yeah. Um, everybody's like, you can go faster. I'm like, 10 seconds on a flat nose van will be plenty fast for me because, I, like I said, I want to get it done to drive. I want to. I love driving i love seeing what this world offers i love seeing the small stuff tps the biggest ball of twine that's the kind of stuff i like seeing so if i can get in my van and make it so i can camp in it oh that'd be killer right go up there go to see i'd love to get it done for sema then go to sema and after i'm done with sema go that would be like the ultimate for me yeah that's cool so uh <laughs> when, it, when it comes to like road trips what's been like some of your best road trips you've been on well i've had a lot i i i like I do, I love driving, but again, because of me getting back into this motion again, um, probably one of my favorite ones has been the one that Dave, Mike, and I took out to Pomona to go race John Chase. That was just, that was probably the, that was the only road trip that I've ever not stressed on. Like, you know, like you've got somebody that goes with you yeah. and they drive you crazy and like you want to open a door and kick them out, right? But we didn't have it. It was great. It was that was that is the best road trip I've ever had. That's cool. I, I do I do remember watching that. That was a pretty pretty. There was interesting so much trip. stuff you guys. There's so much stuff you guys didn't see. Like I mean, it was we didn't stop laughing for two and a half weeks. Like seriously, it was just a fun time, and um, I I would love to do it again. I it just it, it was fun, like real fun. We did. Because the roadkill ramp truck, that was the original one that we were going to take when John Chase was, we're going to race over in California. But the Mazda got stolen. Yeah. So Mike immediately was like, we got to figure out something. And then him and Dave went and got Square Force One, which is that box truck. So I drove down um, and there's this truck sitting there. And I'm like, what is this? And they're laughing because they always try to surprise me. And they're like, oh, we just got to go through it. So the next morning, because I got there late that night, the next morning, Dave and I have to go take it to go get the axles because, I mean, the, uh, the drive shafts line because there's four drive shafts in the thing. And I'm looking at it, and we go there, and the guy didn't have the time to do it that day. So we leave, and then Dave's bragging. Look, we got power windows. I'm sitting on the side of him. We got power windows, and he's yelling. I'm like, okay, so he leaves, and all of a sudden I see white smoke. And we pull off on the side of the road, and I'm like, dude, what is happening? He goes, I don't know. We pop the hood and both the cables, the power and the negative, just smoke. This is one of the reasons why we call Dave 12 volt Dave, right? So like freak out and we end up, you know, fixing it. Well, we don't fix it right away. We get it disconnected and we push it. The funny part is we break down before he might uh, hire Dave. Dave used to build those gates, you know, like in a, in a storage unit, the gates like and let yeah. you into the storage units. So he did that. We broke down at one of them. And he's like, this was my old place I work at. I'm like, shut up. No way. He walks over to the code and pushes it in. And we push the car into the, you know, the thing in there and we're laughing. So now we have to tell Mike and Mike has, you know, he's, he's checking on us. And um, we pull up and it's like, where's the truck? And I'm like, um, it burnt up. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? So we go back there, all three of us go back here and we're laughing and we fix it. But then that's when we realize the transmission doesn't work. 
I've never heard of this until now. So if people better understand, if you have an electronic transmission, run a ground strap on the electronic transmission, not off your block, run it off the transmission. What happened was it was trying to find a ground. That's why it's, and it grounded through the transmission and it burnt all the electronics out of this thing. Wow. Now it's what, I don't know, 30, 40 degrees. And we're like trying to figure out what we're going to do. So Dave and I climb underneath this thing at 30, 40 degrees and yank that 4L60 out of it or 4L80 out of it and then put the 400 turbo back in and go get another drive shaft made and everything. And then we load it up and went cross country. But it was, it was, it was shenanigans the whole time. Like it was fun. You're, you're talking about this year, Hot Rod Power Tour taking your, your truck that you built. What was that? Like 17 years ago or? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 17 years ago. Yeah. We're going to take that one. Um, a lot of people know the truck because of what it's done. You know, it's, it's one of the things that's been built for so long that now the norm is what that was, but back then it wasn't that, um, I just want to drive. Like I drove it. It's been to SEMA four times. And the last time it went, we started here in New Baden and we drove out to Vegas, but I took a corner too tight and it actually messed up the rear end because the wheels are 24 by 12s with a four inch off and it kind of like popped it so we had to load it up but then i drove it into sema and i loved driving it but it was just so new because i haven't really you know when you build a car you don't drive it as much right and now i'm like let me go put millions of miles on it so i'm going through it now and dave i told dave i said we're going to drive it the whole time because it doesn't have windows side windows it doesn't have a center part of the hood like it's a drag truck but it's a show truck so i don't I don't care if I get rained on, I get rained on. I don't care. I'm just going to drive. Yeah. I ain't got no wipers. That's what rain X is for. You know, you didn't have no top on your stuff. And you guys are, that's what I want to do. I want to just drive this truck and enjoy it. That's what I built it for. That's where I'm at. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. I'm I've, I've considered taking the Miata cart on power tour this year. You should. I'm trying to figure out what to take. So I have sitting next to me is my Chevelle. You can't see it, but it's right here. And it's disgusting. It's, it's a rusty, ratty, gross car. And I took it last year and I just laughed because it made the whole trip. And it's, it's an original inline six car. It's what year is it? It's a 71. Oh, there you go. So it's inline six too. Yep. Still the original inline six power glide. And I put a, I put the, uh, I put a setup off of Pontiac 301 turbo on it. Cause that little, okay. The little, uh, thing coming out of the turbo just goes right where the car was on an inline six. I've driven it like that for a couple of years and it's just, it's not That's any faster. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. It looks cool for sure. And it made that whole trip. And I was, I was ecstatic that I made the whole trip in this disgusting car. Uh, so I'm going back and forth. Should I take the Chevelle or should I take the Miata or should I try to take them both and have somebody else drive? I think them? you should take the Miata. I really do because it's, it, it stood out so much, right? Like people build a ton of cars and I always, I'm the guy that likes to look at, the oddball stuff. Like yeah. when I saw your stuff, I'm not kidding. I was like, is that a vet car? I was like, that's awful small vet <laughs> because there's, we do get a lot of people that copy the vet car. Yeah. Right. So you get a lot of it and I'm like staring going, that's not a vet. And Dave's like, what the hell is it? I'm like, I don't know. And we sat there and thought, I was like, it's a Miata. We're like, that's cool. I think you should take the Miata. Mm-hmm. Then you can leave it out of here with us and then ride over there with us. Yeah. It still doesn't run. I got to drop an engine in it before then. But, um, how much is a how much is a Miata motor? Five dollars. It's got to be like three or four hundred bucks at the most. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, it depends on how many people you're taking. Are you going to take the same guy you had before, or what? Um, I don't know. So 
so the interesting thing, so that guy, his name's Matt. He's a, he's a video guy. So, um, he just came with me to video the trip and I have like family, like my uncle, my brother, my dad, we actually built the cart, but you know, they were all working. They couldn't go on the trip with me. So I just, I picked somebody to go who had, Matt had been stuck in his house since November. And he was like, I just want to go somewhere. And when we got back from that trip, I was just like, this was the like stupidest, craziest trip for someone who's not into that kind of stuff. And he thought it was the best thing ever. Yeah, it's going to be because he gets out and sees things like a lot. You take building cars after you do them for a while. You kind of take stuff for granted, right? Like road trips, um, hanging out with your friend. You take that stuff for granted, you know, and then after you get it, like, I can't wait to see what happens after this quarantine. Like you've seen how crazy it got with St. Louis with a bunch of them cruises already. Oh, yeah. What's it going to be like when the whole world can go back? I don't think it'll ever go back to normal. Don't get me wrong. But when it can go back to that point that people can go out and comfortably, you know what I mean? Six foot, whatever it's going to be, but they can go out and enjoy. That's going to be a great day. Like whoever's car shows that happening on, they're going to be rich because everybody and their brother and sister is going to be at that thing. Yeah. Well, I I have one more thing I want to do. So, and we'll see how it'll work. I'm going to play you five audio clips of cars and see if you can figure out what they are. (laughs) Dude, I'm going to suck at this. I'm going to suck at this. I'm going to tell you this now. And I'll see if you can figure them out with our horrible connection messing up the audio. Right. That Zoom audio. I'm not held responsible for my answers that come out of my mouth. Hopefully you're familiar with all these cars, though. It depends. Depends on the tonage that it happens and the decibel levels that'll happen, too. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Pretty cool. Well, I appreciate you being on. This is I've thought about doing this a podcast like this for a long time. And, uh, but I'm kind of into production stuff. So I thought I'm going to have to like travel and load up all my gear, but I figured the coronavirus just gave me a, a reason to sit in my garage at home and do it. You can't beat that. That's the way it goes nowadays. Anyways. Like I'd, I mean, if you just said come over, I'd be like, Nope, we can sit at McDonald's and I'll eat French fries over here and you eat French fries over there and we can do this. Thing now. Yeah. All right. Let's see if this works. This is the first one. This is a fairly famous car. Maybe you'll know it. Oh, God. Tell me if you can't hear anything, though. I can hear it, but it's like it's on and off. That's what I keep hearing. Is that what it'll sound like? Yeah, it's like a Excel and D cell. I'll play it one more time. I can hear it, but I hear it in my earbud. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it almost sounds like like somebody's driving and can't drive. That's what it sounds like to me. We'll do. I'll, I'll give you one more sell. listen to it. Somebody needs a shift. Um, give me a hint. So it's a, it's a famous car. Sort of. It's, it's not as it's a famous, famous car. It's like, it would be like the supporting actor to a famous car. Is it, is it on our shows? No, this, is, you, this is the only one that's not on our show on your shows out of this list. And I'll say that I'm going to, that's the sound of it driving down the streets of San Francisco. San Francisco. I'm at a loss. Yeah. You got to give me a hint. So that's the, that's the charger from bullet. The, oh, 
Okay, got you. Yeah, everybody knows the Mustang because they do I that double clutch. Now I, can hit, now I can see it. But that's what you're talking about. Like, that's still a adult car. That's not like a supporting actress to the bullet. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that, that was a dope car. Like, you, you had me thinking it was like Lightning McQueen or something. So, no, the only reason I say supporting actors because the bullet Mustang, how much did that sell for this year? Like millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Some guy was just like, yeah, I did. It, it was their car and they were just driving it, driving their kids to school in it. And I would be too, though, wouldn't you? Yeah. If you spent I would. that kind of money, wouldn't you drive? I would live in it. Like, you, if I had that kind of money to buy that car, it wouldn't be sitting in the, uh, the museum. I would drive it just like that. I'd go get ice cream in it, though, but nobody could eat ice cream in it but me. Yeah, I'd feel the same Can't. way. Especially not kids. All right. Uh, so here's number two. You should be familiar with this car. That's all right, sir. Yeah, this is one. Sounds like somebody. That sounds like somebody wrecked something. I, I. It sounded like the NASCAR to me. It's close. Close. Yeah. But that, you're saying okay, then if it's close enough, then it it can't be death metal. Death yeah, metal that was don't death sound metal. like that. That was death metal. Huh? That was death metal. The what? That does not. Was not death metal. Death metal does not sound that good. They must. What? They must have just placed that microphone in the right spot. Because you know, it's funny about that car is right now the motor's hurt. It's yeah. got to be because you, we drove it like crazy, and the only thing you hear in that car, it's so low, is like dragging all the time. Yeah. So you're like, <laughs> so I no, that sounded more like the NASCAR. I'm gonna say it sounded like the NASCAR. Oh, that crashing sound it was the death. Yeah, no, that's it scraping that. everywhere. Because we were hearing scraping. There we go. Okay. All right. Yeah, number okay, three. I got I'll, number I'll three. Number three is not a charger. I'd run out of chargers eventually, but. <laughs> we don't. That, that, I know that. That's blasphemy. And that's on the dyno. Ooh. No, I, it's not even close. Hold on. Oh, that's our that's T Bird. Yeah. yeah, it's a T Bird. That's when it was on the dyno, though. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which that's I thought a was a super on, cool car. A, you know, it was <laughs> that episode. It was funny because. We get done racing, and Newburn's like, dude, we got to put a blower on it. And I'm like, we got to do what? You know, we have a budget, right? So we're like, and Mike's like, yeah, we need to put a blower on it. And I'm like, what? So what are we doing about the motor? Because I had ideas of, let's go find a Project Mustang that's got a 347 in it, right? No, let's put a blower on it. That's all they kept saying. I was like, and I was so scared. If you watch my face. When Dave fires it up the first time, I'm like, cut it off. Because I'm like, this thing's going to blow up. Yeah. And when we were on the dyno, I'm like the whole time going, please don't blow up. Please don't blow up. Then when we were racing, I'm like, this thing ain't blowing up. Like, what is going on? But I was surprised it did what it did. Especially when we beat the drag wire. That was, yeah. That was interesting. Like, I didn't expect that at all. I didn't. I, I, that's what people don't see. Like, in the show, we honestly don't know what we're racing. Like, we bring our car... And we're sitting there and then they wrap and then they unwrap it. And you're like, 
are you kidding me? Like, you really see, you're seeing what we see. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Some of those times I just want to throat punch people because there's, I don't think there's a physical possible way like us to beat Dragwire. And then we did. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I like about that show. It's, that it makes for a very entertaining show. Well, thank you. So, uh, and Especially. That, you guys raced Cletus McFarlane in that episode? Yeah, we did. And what people, Cletus is a, a YouTube phenom, right? Like, I mean, he has, and that dude is a giant. Yeah. Like I'm five, seven. He's got to be eight, two because he is so huge. Now we met him before uh, we went to a racetrack and he has a diesel powered galaxy. Have you seen that one yet? Yep. And he wanted to race Mike and his OG ramp truck. And I'm like, what? So I went down and we got Dave's car running because we wanted to see how that worked out. And then we went and raced him and we met him and he's, he's a really good guy. Like him and his group are smart. They're very, they're, they're fun. Like, yeah, but he showed up. We didn't know he was coming. Right. Dave and I are sitting there and all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, why is Cletus here? I'm like, Oh, we're racing him, you know? And he didn't, it, we was up in a tower where, where you see him sitting and we were sitting by him. And he, when the T-bird come up, he's young. Right. So he, he looks at, it, he's like, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, it's a T-bird. He's like, a what? I'm like, it's a T-bird, bro. It's like, he's like, oh, because he never seen nothing like that because he's, he's younger. But when he got down there and they started talking to stuff, he's like, this thing's pretty cool. I'm like, they can be. Those those things, I, I had an 89 Cougar. I, I loved them things all day. But he was a good guy. He's still a good guy. I like him. I like him. Too tall, though. Too tall. So funny thing, I actually, I met him in New Baden. I was, uh, so I was getting gas at the Loves there, like in New Baden. And I had uh, just bought this really clapped right. out motorhome. And my kids were asleep in it. We were on a road trip. And uh, he was there with like his big stacker trailer and that great big motorhome that he drives around. So I stuck my head out the window and yelled, hell yeah, brother, which I, I've never said that phrase in my life before. My wife was super embarrassed and she's like, just be cool. So that's my Cletus McFarland story. I just saw him out the window and yelled. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. It was funny. After we got done filming that, I go back to the airport because I fly back and forth, right? And some kids got one of them. Cletus McFarlane shirts on. I take a picture of it and I send it to him. I go, this kid's, this kid's morbid or something. I wrote, he's like, shut up. You know, we were joking back and forth, but he's, he's a good level-headed person. Everybody on the show that we had, oh, it was great. Like you, I didn't have any hosts that were, that would be like diva or anything. We just, they were fun. We just all sat there and had fun doing all that. Cool. All right. Next car. Okay. So what's the next car? I, I can't keep track of the names of these cars, but anyway, here's the next one. Was that the S10? No. I feel like once we get into like the GM stuff, we get just generic V8 sounds. You know? Then. That was that, was that Camaro, that, the dirt track Camaro. Oh my gosh, dude. That thing. You couldn't hear. I Like that. That was a different. Like when Dave bought that car, it was more of a circle track car, right? Yeah. So, A, I hate dirt. I hate mud. I hate getting dirty. So when we got it, I'm old. And every doors are welded up. And I'm like, I'm not getting in this thing at all. So finally, they were making me get in it and drive it. And I never drove it long enough to hear it. And when you're out in that element 
that's so huge you don't even all right this is our uh this is our last one in this I'm game. I'm sucking at this, by the way. I'm letting you know. <laughs> I think this is the worst format for this game is over a Zoom call. But well, it's like I can barely hear stuff. That's what's like. Everything sounds like Pokemon. If it sounds, I'll just edit it out if it sounds terrible. But here's the last one. <laughs> that's either a T-Bird or that's no. Play it again. Yeah, it's the blazer because you can kind of hear you yelling in the background just a little bit. Well, you know, okay. What people don't know about Mike Finnegan, Mike Finnegan has zero fear. Zero. Okay. That blazer is the sketchiest thing you've ever seen. If you watch the beginning of it when he's driving down the road and it's going all over the place, he was trying to keep it straight. Okay. So Dave says, the steering's fine. And I'm like, Dave, and I won't get in it. You know, I'm like, it's too tall. It's got mud in it. I'm like, I don't care about this thing. So Dave's like, man, the steering's fine. Because this is what he kind of does. He likes this kind of stuff. He swears it's fine. So, okay. When he pulls in, and I said, who's riding in it? And he goes, you. And I'm like, what? That was the first time I heard him riding in this thing. Again, Mike Finnegan has zero fear, right? So we get in this thing. And I'm like, if you, I'm telling him, like, let's just drive around it, please. Like, let's just get around this track. And he's like, okay. And he starts beating that thing up. And I hear it in my head, it's going to flip. It's, it's, you know what I mean? And Mike just, he's laughing. I don't have nothing to hold on. When I start screaming, that is me telling you guys the truth. Oh, hell no. Right? Like, I was like, go. And then it was bogging so bad. I'm like, get in some RPM, right? We're staying in first gear, clicking in second. So we're slamming in second. We sat there. And be honest with you, that is my favorite episode. We sat out in the mud for two hours. Two hours laughing so much that I lost my voice. Like I had to sit there and drink tea that night. And Mike and I, we were just going nuts. We were just, it was the funniest stuff. Like when he lost the steering wheel. We la- we didn't start back. We laughed for at least twenty minutes because I was like, "You're trying to kill me, dude!" And we went through the whole thing, and we were out there for like two hours, and it was a blast. But there was so much stuff you guys didn't see, like the mud fight. Like, well, I mean, there was so much stupid stuff that we were doing. Then after we put the motor in it and we came back, now it's a whole different beast, right? And I'm still in that hard seat, and now I'm dying because my kidneys. We got horsepower. We can jump. And my kidneys are going all the way up to my brain. And I'm like, I can't do this no more, man. He's like, come on, let's go again. I'm like, okay, sure. But it was, it was fun. And I, I caught some grief because some people are like, are you acting? I'm like, I, I, no. Like, that was really me screaming. And, like, sometimes it seems scripted. And I'm like, um, if you know me by now, I can't. I don't. You give me a scripted screw. Like, if they said, here's a million dollars to read this script. I'm going to have to read it like, you know, like I'm five, right? Because I can't, my stuff goes here, there, everywhere. And that's just the way I've always been. So I don't script. It's like, I, you get what you get with me. That's the way it is. I don't have a filter. My face definitely don't have a filter. And I, but that blazer was so much fun. The blazer, <laughs> when, we, when we locked the motor up at the end, it was the funniest thing because we, we hit the hill. 
And I'm like, you can feel it. It just starts, and you can hear it. We come around a corner, and it stops. And we both just look at each other. And we don't say nothing for like five minutes. And we're sitting there, and he looks at me, and he goes, yeah, I think we locked it up. And I just start laughing. I'm like, I know we locked it up. Because the oil, we ran pass after pass after pass. People didn't see that. So the oil, you know, what they tell you to do is they want you to like make the oil pan instead of straight, like just sideways. So the oil's got scavenging up in there. It's just gone, right? So there's no oil. It's just hanging wherever it is. So yeah, it locked up. But you can buy them things so cheap. You want to do it again. Like I would love to come in the second season and redo it and make it dope because the steering on it was still sketch. Um, There's a part in the episode, you hear me going, where are you going? You're taking us to the Nile Rio. If you watch, he's turning left and we're steadily going right. Right. Like that's just what happens. And you're like, this thing's so scary. I would love to fix it. I would, I would love to do something killer with that thing. If he left it to me, I would take the blower off a of T Bizzle and put it on an LS and put it on there and go have some fun with it. That's what I would love to do. But I just do what I'm told to do. So I don't know. <laughs> so, so is there, there's a second season coming up. You guys talked about it. Um, they're thinking about it, right? The COVID hit and, um, there's plenty of, um, you know, we had a huge amount of support. Like it was, it, we did it for fun. We wanted you guys to have good stuff to watch, right? Yeah. We didn't expect to be where it is now. Like I never did. Like I was just, let's have fun. But um, there's enough there for it, but the COVID hit. So they're working that out. And then I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. That's just under the radar. Like that's my thinking. I, I hope we do because it was fun. So that's what I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I, all I, guess, so. I, I feel like they captured you guys having fun and it sounds like you had way more fun than what was caught on. They, camera. you know, it was crazy because they, on a, on a format, every show is filmed on a format base, right? You, you know how that goes. So they're going to say, okay, camera one over here. I need you guys to do this, right? That's how shows are. Do this for me. Okay. And then you would do it. Well, that was our first episode and it didn't like work right because they're going, you guys, you guys say so much stuff. Like we need to keep a camera on you at all times. So it got to a point because, you know, Christopher Reed's our director and he, he caught us. Like he understood. He's like, keep a camera on him. And he would walk up and be like, what do you think of this? And, you know, then we boom, 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 boom. But it was never like, let's redo this again because he had faith in us. Right. And we just had fun. So the cameras that you're seeing are literally all on us and we don't have a clue. We're just out there being dumb and saying the dumb stuff and having fun and wrenching and, and, you know, throwing stuff. And, and we're just doing that kind of stuff that it's real. And that's, that's what I love more about the show was it wasn't no depiction of, okay, let's start over here. Let's do this. Okay. Get in the frame here. Say that again. There was never that. They, they, they gave us our freedom and, and you see what ended up happening. So I, I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. There's so much. I wish they would do like an outtake reel. You guys would love it. If you'd seen, like, there was so much stuff that we were kids. Like, there was times that we were literally kids. There was the vet card episode. Um, at the end of it, when you see him come up and he's doing a donut around us. You remember that part? For 30 minutes prior to that scene, Georgia Clay is the nastiest stuff ever i'm telling you if you ever go walk out in that stuff it's a, so all yeah. our shoes were covered in and we're standing out there and dave just happened to buy a brand new pair of tennis shoes 
and we're sitting there and I looked down and was like, you got, you keeping them pretty clean. And Mike goes, them new shoes. He goes, yeah, I swear. Mike takes his foot and stops his foot and drags mud on it. That's funny. I start dying laughing. Well, then all of a sudden we literally, cause you know, like the mud stuck on the bottom of your shoes. We start kicking mud at each other for 20 minutes, like little kids we would stop. And all we do was just, and we were having a blast. Like we didn't care. Like it was, we were just being stupid. We were just having fun. Like in that element in that time, we just do what we want to do. And man, it was just so much. There's like so many small things that I wish they would show you guys. Cause you guys would be like, this is really fun. Cause everything, every episode, there was something that we did that was just fun. Even my worm was fun. Like whatever. But <laughs> I did. I, 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 I liked it better when it wasn't in slow-mo. My belly didn't look like fish sizes that it was, but they didn't believe I could do it. So I did it on a hot track. It was hot. It was hot, hot. Never do a burnout and rubber. It doesn't like a do a warm and rubber because it makes you stick. So no. Mm-mm. I'm happy you liked it. I'm happy you enjoyed the show. I really am. Well, awesome. So uh, what do we have to look forward to from you? Hopefully, hopefully people get to see you and your truck on power tour. If all that goes is. Yeah. Um, well, today, a lot of people don't know it, but uh, the show actually went to Motor Trend TV. Me, I'm just going to do me like until we know what we're doing. You know, I can't really I want to get down and go see Finn and them bad. Like I want to a I want to go to them behind the boat. Right. I want to go do stuff, but I can't because it's we're self distancing. So. I'm hoping that, you know, the truck will be done this year. You'll see Dave and I are going to do a lot of things together. You know, you'll see more of us on Finnegan's Garage together after this COVID breaks. Uh, we got some other big episodes that are going to happen. Um, I don't know, dude. Other than, I mean, it then took our, the COVID took our season away, right? Yeah. Like, so I, if people see me, if you see me out, wait, talk to me. Because I, I'm going crazy because the quarantine done made me to a point I don't say nothing to nobody. You wave at the mailman. That's about it, right? Like, yeah. I, I that's my biggest fear coming back into the to this new era because it is a new era. I hope that people can still be friendly, right? Like, you're used to. I'm a guy that's a hugger, a fist bumper, a high fiver. So I hope that I can still do that. If not, I'm going to start face palming people and then run away. Yeah. So that's my goal. Well, Mike, I hope uh, I hope I don't get face palmed in the face if we ever get a chance get to, a hug, uh, good. but, uh, I appreciate your time today and I, I really appreciate you coming and being on the show and, uh, just glad to have you, man. I appreciate you asking, you know, I mean, it's good to see what you're doing and I hope this continues to be huge for you. You know, it's, if it's, if it's a platform that can, you can have conversation and, and get to know a person that's great. Right. Like you're not, you're not trying to become the next Geraldo Rivera, right? You just want to be you. And that's the coolest part about it. Like, that's why I like, I do stuff like this with people like, cause I like this, right? Like if you, it's talking about cars, it's talking about life and it's just nice in this quarantine to have something else to deal with besides the COVID 24 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that stuff's driving me crazy. Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to the Car Culture Podcast by Black Flag. We are honored that you spent the last hour or so listening to what we've created. And again, if you want to support the show, check out Black Flag. That's B-L-V-C-K-F-L-A-G-D 
www.thepodcastmarketingmisfits.com. Be sure again to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review, some positive comments, some feedback, whatever. We would love to hear from you. Now, if you're just listening to the audio, check back about a week on our YouTube channel and we will post this video so you can actually see some of the things that are going on. Next week, we have a guest that I am very excited about. We have Matt Henry, also known as Imperial Beach Dad. You may know Matt by seeing him in his car, the Punish Stang, at car events all over the country. And he's going to talk about life after dealing with brain cancer and a brain tumor. So we'd love it if you would check back next week to hear from Matt Henry. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next week.